In this episode 51, I get to sit down with Marcus Sheridan. Marcus Sheridan survived the 07-08 economic crash and prospered as he pulled out of the economic ruins. He will explain to us exactly how to do this in 2020. Stay tuned. Varex 3D department has the ability to support all of your presentation needs. Elevate your videos and presentations with high quality 3D models and animation. Landscape design? The future is now with 3D models to help your clients see the possibilities. Custom built 3D models help convey your design ideas. 3D animation? We can fortify your videos and presentations with the next level of animation that support the story you are telling. Help your clients understand your ideas. Support your digital media. Varex uses 3D to support all of your digital media. We develop digital media that works on all levels, from social to video and website development. It all works together. Welcome to Ask the Masters on another day. I am so excited. I got to tell you, on my journey, um, there was one individual that I followed in our, our careers almost um, almost paralleled each other to a certain extent. And uh, with what's going on in the world today, I am excited to have Mr. Marcus Sheridan on the uh, Ask the Masters part podcast. Marcus, good morning. Uh, good morning to you, Randy. Hopefully we'll uh, say something today that the audience will appreciate. I'm, that's certainly going to be my goal, but I'm happy to be here with you, man. Well, I, I want you to tell us a little bit about your history because I know a little bit about it. And I got to tell you that the uh, good folks over at Riverpools are a big part of Ask the Masters. We depend on them a lot for um, their in-ground pools and their efficiency. So um, I'm, I'm excited to have you on it because you were a part of the journey of where Riverpools has ended up today. So give, give our audience a little history about uh, you and, and uh, your journey in the pool business. Yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you the very quick 101. Um, so started the uh, started River Pools with uh, Jim and Jason in 2001. I was actually their first employee, and and I became a uh, the third partner after a few months of working with them. And things were going okay until the market collapsed in 2008. And you know we really did think we were going to have to file bankruptcy as an organization, and we were going to lose our homes, all that jazz. And and that's when. Um, I really started to read about the internet and uh, all these fancy phrases like inbound marketing, content marketing, social media. And as I read those things, what I heard in my simple pool guy mind was, you know what, Marcus, if you just obsess over your your customers' questions and you're willing to address them, whether they're good, bad, or ugly, on your website through text and video, you might save the company. And so we, at that point, embraced a philosophy that today is known as they ask, you answer. And we basically said, hey, if anybody has a question, good, bad, or ugly, we're going to address it. We're going to address it on the site, and we're going to become the Wikipedia of pools. And to make a long story really short, that's what happened. And, of course, River Pools became the most traffic swimming pool builder website in the world. And, and I started to write and talk about that stuff that we were doing. And suddenly I started having events say, can you share that from our stage? Or companies would say, can you, can you teach us how to do what you all did at River Pools? And uh, so today, I, um, other than still being a, an owner of Riverpools, I, um, I speak full-time, and I have a marketing agency. It's got 70-some employees, and it's really been an amazing ride, and it's all because of 2008, 2009. So as we look at the craziness that's happening right now, um, my mind, of course, is thinking about what amazing fruit is going to come from what is a, a difficult period. 
So I've got so many things to talk to you about, of, of course, the economy, which is somewhat reflective of, of what you and I had gone through back in those years in the in the in the pool business. But um, let's 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 talk about that, because that's you know, that is the elephant in the room um, today. You know, we're facing major stock market uh just an incredible crash. Um, we've got uh, we've got a pandemic going on outside. What what would your advice be for pool builders to get through this? You know, almost what exactly happened to you and I back? Uh, you know, what was that? Quite a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's been been about twelve years, and um, anything that I so anything I'm about to say, of course, is is based on my opinion, my experience. And uh, also feel it's important to be very frank and honest um, with any of this stuff, right? Because we owe it to each other for that. And I, I do think it's going to be a very, very difficult year. And I think specifically it's going to be a, a difficult few months. That being said, that being said, there is tremendous opportunity that's going to come out of this. And I think there's also a few things that are that, that are going on that we need to be aware of. Number one, I think there's going to be a major shift of people because of this that are going to say, okay, if I do have any re- uh, income or additional uh, savings, I'm going to put it into my home. And so we've already started seeing people say, yeah, I was going to take a vacation, but now I'm thinking about uh, doing a swimming pool in my backyard instead. So although that might not make up for the losses overall, it's certainly going to be a boost that I think will actually benefit us quite a bit, quite a bit in 2021, 2022, because in 2021 and 2022, what's going to happen is you're still going to have a lot of people saying, I'm just, you know, there's going to be a residual effect of invest in the home and, and create the, the best experience in the home. Not everybody's going to do that, but it's no different than after the Great Depression, 1930s. You know, you saw people would would would. That's when hoarding or, or storing or putting away became a thing, right? As a result of that, right? The, the fear that it could happen again. Well, in this case, there's going to be a group of people that are gonna be like, I'm just going to I'm going to invest in my home. So I think that's one that's one thing. It's not going to make up for it this year. I do think the industry is absolutely going to be down as a whole this year, and I think we're going to need to be very, very smart about that. It means that we need to be extremely lean as organizations. It also means that we've got to be um, very smart with our marketing and we can't just throw marketing uh, out the door. That would be a major mistake. And a lot of the builders right now are going to end up having potentially, no guarantee of this, but potentially some extra time, right? And so, if they do have any extra time, that's when you have to double down on your marketing, especially I think in, in our industry on video, because it's something that not everybody can write. I understand that, but everybody can do video because we can all talk to a homeowner. If you could talk to a homeowner, you have the capability to do video, regardless of the stories you've told yourself in the past or not. So I definitely think that is one of the, one of the plays that we should be thinking about. And I think we have to, we're getting ready to implement some significant changes to our sales process and give all customers all over the country a virtual sales option where they don't have a, they don't have a salesperson enter their home, that they do the first appointment through a virtual meeting. The second appointment is in the backyard. They don't have to even be there. It's just for the site plan. And basically the third time they see us is when we're in their home, uh, in their backyard digging. 
Wow. That's it, man. You're, you're heading right down the road that I wanted to take you. Yeah, I love this rabbit hole. Um, so first off, I, I, let, let me just back up a little bit because I want to bring in um, your opinion on a, a lot of the automated systems that you're talking about. Now, I, I know from my research that you are like one of the top guys over at HubSpot. Um, there's other platforms. There's Zoho, there's Salesforce, uh, different things. Can you... Tell me in 2020 how important setting up one of those CRMs uh, that actually builds pages. Can can you make a comment on how important that's going to be to the individual uh, pool builder? Well, I think I think that um, the internet and technology has only grown over these last let's call it 12 years since 2008 2009. And you know what's funny? I, I just want to you know, Randy a lot of people forget the beginning of the internet and it was in 1996, 97 when email became mainstream for businesses to use. So before that we were still faxing, we were still doing um, just other traditional forms of communication. 96, 97 email becomes mainstream. Now during that time, a whole slew of people, especially salespeople, right? Were major resistors to this movement called email, electronic mail. And everybody that resisted, they ended up doing one of one one of two things. One group ended up getting on board. They were slow, they were laggards, and their sales were affected because of it, right? Many of them complained, right? Because, you know, that's not what they were used to. It's not the way daddy did it or mommy did it, whatever. But they got on board. The other group never got on board, never got on board. And they got left behind and they the industry left them. Now, that is what is continuing to happen with pool builders today that are saying, I just want to dig a hole. I don't want to worry about technology. Well, the problem is the marketplace doesn't really care about what you want, what you don't want. They don't care what I like or don't like. They don't care about my opinions whatsoever, right? They don't care if I feel like I'm good on video or not. They don't care if I like doing virtual uh, calls on, on Zoom or other platforms or not. They certainly don't care if I understand um, or appreciate a tool like a HubSpot. They just don't care. The marketplace doesn't care. What they care about is, can I find it? Can I find it quickly? Is it friction-free? Is it fast? Is it without frustration? Those are the Fs of a great customer experience today. And what you're seeing here now is this need to get over ourselves if we have these issues and say, okay, I'm gonna have to use something to make to, to, to be more efficient, something that it can be simple. So for example, HubSpot really does make a great CRM. And so that's what can be used to essentially CRM is an easy means of tracking the communications that you have with prospects and customers, right? In, in the most simple nutshell. And the reason why it's, it's important is because um, we're all forgetful. The idea that we can just write something down on a, on a piece of paper and have it um, so that's immediately available, um, that we can continue to be organized. It's naive. It's very, very difficult to do. And so HubSpot is one of the better ones if you want to have a simple CRM. Salesforce is a CRM, but it's not simple and it's not cheap. And it's really not designed for small businesses. And so if somebody's saying, what's the best one for small businesses? You know, Zoho is another one that's a solid one. I, I happen to like HubSpot because it's a free CRM 
that anybody can use in its most basic features and try it out. And, you know, what better time than maybe a slow period to learn about a tool like HubSpot or anything else for that matter, like making, creating your own videos and posting them on social and posting them on your YouTube page and then using said videos in the sales process. So probably a, a shameless plug, um, you've got a partner in your video uh, business, the uh, sales line, is that is that correct to, on your podcast? Well, well, I, I so I started a company called the Sales Line that was, and, and then I merged with an even bigger agency. And so now I'm, I'm one of the owners of a 75 person digital sales and marketing agency. It's called Impact, Impact BND, Bravo Nancy David, BND.com is the uh, URL. And it, in many ways, you know, what, what Riverpools was to the pool industry in terms of information for digital sales and marketing, that's the impact site. You know, we get about three quarters of a million visitors a month. We have a really big event that we do each year um, that is, of course, postponed this year until in December right now. And, you know, it's, it's, um, we teach companies how to do these things in-house, you know, and because that's the future. The future of digital is the ability to be able to do things without having to outsource it, specifically content production, right? That's the big one. And when I say content production, the words on the screen, the videos on the screen, that you have the ability to make them without picking up a phone and calling somebody and asking them to do it for you. So we, um, we actually uh, call that, you know, professional video we've got, but we also have perishable videos. So there's a whole array of these videos, and then there's the personalized videos. Um, can you speak a little bit to uh, Vidyard or Wistia's Soapbox and oh, embedding? Oh gosh, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what. If any pool builder right now is not using a tool like Vidyard, which is a free one-to-one -one video emailing tool, that you can create a video on your laptop in seconds without having almost any technical know-how, and then you can embed that in your email and send it to a prospect where they see the thumbnail. In other words, they see the image of you smiling at them with the play button and they can watch it. And here's the, the fundamental flaw with basic email. All right, there's three of them. Number one is people tend to not open them. Okay, number two, they do open them, but they don't actually read them. And then number three, they may read them, but they don't actually understand them. Okay, and all these things uh, are because we do we do email very, very poorly, right? Number one factor that dictates whether or not somebody opens up an email is a subject line. Uh, I don't know a single pool builder that has ever been trained and I don't know a single salesperson because I've, I've, I've met with thousands of salespeople. I've never met with a sales team that have been trained on how to write an effective subject line, yet that's the number one factor that dictates whether or not people open up your, um, open up your emails. The average open rate for an, a one-to-one -one email from a company to a prospect is 18%. So in other words, let's say you you somebody contacted you and you're following up with them or you, they, you met with them in their home and you're following up with them. The average open rate is 18%. That should make us all want to vomit. I didn't make up that number. That is the actual number. And so there's simple ways that you can increase the open rates. Number one, it starts with your subject line. And then number two, what do you do in the actual email? So the subject line, let me give you really quick advice on this for anybody that's listening. There's three simple things you could do and you'll increase open rates of all your emails to above 50%. You might not realize you're at 18% right now, but you're around 18%. So number one, if you put the person's name in the subject line, that increases it by 10% or more. Number two, if you include the word video in the subject line, 
once again, it's actually another 10% or more studies have found. These are not my studies. These are other smarter people studies. Number three, if you include something personalized, that will increase it by another 15 to 20%. And when I say personalized, what I mean by that is, let's say that I send you an email that says, um, the subject line is, um, Randy, a video regarding the water feature you asked about. Okay. Right. So Perfect. it's got name, right. It's got name, it's got video, and it's got a very specific thing to you. All right. That water feature you, you asked about or zoning laws in your County, right. Setback issues with, you know, in, in, in your County, whatever that thing is, something specific to them, you're going to be above a 50% open rate customize those every time. It takes seconds to do. It's so simple to do. And it's, and it's a no brainer. Then you actually embed the video. Now here's the thing about embedding a video into the email. They're dramatically more likely to open it. All right. And when they do open it, they're going to get a tremendous sense for you and your voice, your face, the personalization level will be there and they won't misinterpret what you just said because you're going to get a chance to explain it. Now the average person, can talk three times faster, they can type. For many people that are not good typers, it's at least five times faster. So if you're getting ready to type a long email to a prospect, you're literally saying, I don't care about my time. When you could instead create a video that's three to five times faster for you to create. And you send that to the homeowner instead. It's an absolute no brainer. All my sales teams use it. It separates us from everybody else. And the last thing I'll say about this is this, about at least one-to-one -one video. If you as a salesperson are not, if the, if the homeowner does not recognize your face until the initial handshake, then you have failed them. And you have said, I'm okay if my closing rates are lower. I'm okay if I do not stand out from the marketplace and from my competitors. Because your prospects should feel like before they shake your hand the first time and you walk through their front doorstep, right? They should feel like they know your face, they know your voice, and they have already learned from you. And if that occurs, you'll achieve that thing that we all call trust, which is the most fundamental building block of all businesses that's never going away, no matter what happens with the economy, no matter what happens with technology, it's not going away. And so one-to-one -one video, Again, the tool's called Vidyard. It's free. So go look up Vidyard. And it's a, it's an ex, it's a simple Chrome extension that you can add to Chrome, which is a, is a browser that everybody should be using because it's the year 2020. And so just type in Google Vidyard Chrome extension, V-I-D-Y-A-R-D. You add it to Chrome. You'll learn how to use it within literally minutes. You could start using it tonight to create videos and you can even make those videos social videos if you want to do. I mean, it's just wonderful, simple to do. Everybody should be doing that. Boom. Big, big tip there, Marcus. I, I really love that. And uh, now for just a, a little add to that for a couple of dollars more, and I'm not endorsing either Soapbox or Vidyard. I, I think they're both great plugins. Uh, you can actually see if someone opens that video, if they've watched it and you can put a call to action at the end of that video, uh, do you utilize that portion of the tool too to make sure that you're really communicating with people? Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, a lot of people start with the free version and the good thing about the free version, even on that, it gives you a notification on your screen if it's been opened. 
and you see how many times the video has been opened. It doesn't give you the extensive, um, the extensive detail, but it absolutely gives you, hey, this video has just been clicked, essentially. And what's funny about that, if you think about it, let's say that you sent somebody, um, that you gave somebody a, a proposal, and they said that they were going to follow up with you, and they didn't. And then you followed back up with them, saying, I haven't heard from you. And then you, you think they've gone dark, right? They ghosted you. And let's say you send out a video to them, and the video is, you know, a follow-up email. Or let's say that your original proposal was sent to them in a video format, which you can also do with this tool. Well, once you see a week after they were supposed to get in touch with you that they're opening up that video, now you know they're back in the game, okay? And so that's when you call them in that moment. And if you call them in that moment, they're probably going to say something like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm watching that video right now. That's such a, such a coincidence, right? And, and it's, a, it's a laugh, right? Because, because you got the notification, they're, they're surprised, everybody laughs, and now you can keep the conversation going. So that type of intel is, is dramatically important, especially when we're going through a slowdown um, or a recession, which we're actually in a recession right now, just nobody said it. Um, you know, the recession started the day that we, that it was declared a pandemic and that's exactly where we are. So we have to, we have to do all the little things right now to stand out from the marketplace. And these are one of those little things you can do and it doesn't cost you any money. And that's a big win. And it's going to make your, 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 it's going to make your job faster and easier. So why not people? Why not? No kidding. So just to take this a little bit further down the rabbit hole, a quick little story um, and, and close to home for you. Uh, we did have a, a conference call with the boys over there at River Pools and, and I sent them a, a little soapbox video and it got opened three to four times. Do you think mm -hmm. that what happens there? Did, did one person watch that three to four times? How, what should I? Yeah, what, it's, that's the beauty behind it. You know, if you send a video to somebody and it, you see it gets watched three or four times, it, it means potentially a couple things. A, they're just very thorough and serious, right? B, they're sharing it with friends or loved ones, right? All of which is good news for you. Right? There's no, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's no negatives to that. And it's so powerful to see that. And that's, I see when I send out one video and all of a sudden it's getting bounced around an office, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. No, and that's that's when you know you're making an impact with that company that you're you're doing business with, or that homeowner that you're doing business with. Um, right, I wanted to get right. back um, to a comment you made earlier, in that once people have recognized you, they've looked in your eyes, they know what to expect as you walk up to the door. People like to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Would you agree? Well, that's that one's like is is of. That is the adage of, of all time, probably, when it comes to business, right? And that's not going to change. And that's why people say sometimes, well, I don't, I don't want to do this whole technology thing because, I mean, uh, there's nothing like face-to-face, nose-to-nose. They buy from those they know, like, trust. Well, what if you can establish that sense of humanness, if you will, that personal relationship? even before that handshake. If you can do that, well, why wouldn't you do that? And so this doesn't replace that. It enhances it earlier in the sales process. Me, that's where it becomes a no-brainer. 
I, I, I would definitely, definitely agree. So um, some, of, some of the tools you see for surviving 2020, what, what's the best advice you could give our, our pool builders out there that they should, you know, I, we've, we've gone down it. Uh, any, any secrets in uh, Marcus Sheridan's uh, uh, secret bag that you can let out of the bag? Well, I, I definitely think that you should be offering um, virtual um, sales meetings with your prospects through a tool like a Zoom or any type of screen sharing tool. I think a lot of homeowners would appreciate that and like that. And it just means that you don't, you spend less drive time, more time. You know, there's something magical about doing uh, a sales appointment at you know, 6.30 after you ate dinner with your family because you just went to the next room to sell a pool. And your family needs you right now, but you also need to stay in business. They need you to be able to pay the bills. And so we have to do what's necessary there. That's, a, that's, that's one, one thing that everybody should, should be thinking about right now and should, should be offering. Uh, we're we're going to unroll this program out right now as we speak. Another thing that I think everybody should be doing is there's the mindset of you're better to have a a smaller business in six months than no business in six months. And so I appreciate altruism from, from business owners, but your first priority is to save the business. Second priority is to save the jobs of your, of your team. And uh, because the jobs don't exist, without the business itself. Self. So you have to make cuts. You wanna do them before you're completely forced to do it, not after you're forced to do it. It's not fair, but something, it's, it's life. We can't feel sorry for ourselves right now. I have 150 employees personally between my different companies. Um, I'm thinking all the time about them right now, what I need to do. I'd also go to your banks right now and I would ask for interest only loans the rest of the year. Now, it doesn't hurt to ask, and it certainly doesn't hurt to, to start the conversation, right? So you absolutely, positively want to do that. We can have no waste. We've got to be very, very meticulous and very detailed about how we approach this right now. And if it, if it means that you have to grind harder than you've been grinding, it's what it means, what it means. You got to be smart too, which is why I'm suggesting, okay, don't, you know, if you're, you can be doing more sales appointments than you normally do, but you can be doing them from home. That's a win. That's a win. Produce content right now that is addressing questions that buyers want. If you haven't read, they ask you answer for the love of all this pure and holy, read the dang book and apply it because right now is the time that you're going to have to be able to build out some of those content assets that are tremendous to benefit your sales process and to benefit marketing as well. And then talk a lot. And this is one thing that I'm doing. I mean, if you, if you look at our, our um, strategy that we have on our website, I've written two articles in the last week about staycations and, and how the trend is less travel people investing in their backyards. Right now, in the context of these, I'm not celebrating the fact that we've got this terrible pandemic and that it's affecting the world. But 
okay, here's, here's a frank look at what's going to happen as a trend. People are going to travel less. They're going to stay home more. And they're going to want to be able to create that, you know, fun experience in the home. Swimming pool is a natural answer to that. And so I've written two pieces on that in the last week. I'm not waiting to, for the conversation to come to me. I'm setting the conversation. I'm creating the conversation. I'm stimulating the conversation with homeowners in the marketplace. You know, I, re- I wrote about vacations in the middle of last week. It's been read 2,000 times in swimming pools, vacations in swimming pools and coronavirus, right? It's been read 2,000 times. So um, are any of them going to buy a pool because of it? I don't know, but they're certainly thinking now ahead, and that's what I need. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, just like Bubba Gump, you remember Forrest Gump, the movie, right? The storm came. And that boat that was surviving was Bubba Gump Shrimp. And, you know, we're, we're in the beginning of the storm right now. There's going to be a lot of companies that, because they weren't working on the business, they're only working in the business, they don't make it through this. And so now's the time to work on the business, not just in the business. You have these great opportunities to learn. And we're all really focused right now, right? We're not, we're not fat and happy. Right, fat and happy makes us unfocused. But when we have to get a little bit lean and stuff starts to happen in the marketplace that's bad, we all squint our eyes a little bit, grit our teeth a little bit, and we work like it's the day before vacation. And that's a that is actually a very healthy thing um in cycles, and that's what we're 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 now going through, starting now essentially. Marcus, that is Marcus Sheridan. Uh, 12 years ago, content. Content was what launched your career to where it is today. And we often have heard the term content is king. I, I think the majority of the people, the buyers, the people that are going to be purchasing pools in 2020 are not going to be one of, they don't want to be sold to. They're going to do the majority of the research online. Are you seeing that? Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, and all the studies say the same thing. The average buyer is more than 70% through the buying process before they contact the company. They want to vet you. They want to vet the product. They want to have all their questions answered before they have to engage with you. Um, They don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste yours, but they definitely don't want to waste theirs. They don't want surprises. They They don't want to be shocked. They don't want to be shocked by prices. They don't want to be shocked by the elephant in the room. They just want to feel like they know the facts beforehand because you've been honest enough to give it to them. And then they want to guide their own sales process. That's where the buyer up today is. That's where you are. That's where I am. That's where we are. We can't fight that as pool builders. We have to embrace it if we're smart. And that's the essence of they ask you answer. If they're asking for it, we've got to be willing to answer, to give it, to respond to it. It's just very possible for all of us. You know, this is why we talk about things like cost and price on our website, because they're going to ask and they want to know. And if they can't find it from us, they're going to look somewhere else. If they can't find it from you, they're going to probably call me, right? That's just how it works. And so you can't just say, yeah, you know, our pools are $50,000. You got to explain the marketplace. What drives the cost up? What drives the cost down? Why are some companies expensive? Why are some companies cheap? You got to be honest. You can't be... schlepping your stuff all day long. You can't say, well, you're a fool if you go fiberglass or you're a fool if you go concrete. You got to say, like I say, 
fiberglass pools aren't for everybody. Right? For some people, they're a great fit. For some people, they're not a great fit. So what this article or what this video is going to do, it's going to explain to you the pros and the cons. It's going to allow you to decide whether or not this is a good fit for you. That's what buyers want today. They want to feel like you're unbiased. So come across as unbiased. Even if you're, even if you're the most biased person on the block, stop with the content that says why fiberglass pools are the only way to go, why concrete pools are your only option. That's dumb. Every buyer sees right through that, and it doesn't induce trust. It might make you feel good as a business, but it certainly doesn't induce trust in the marketplace. In the marketplace, again, that's the only thing that matters. It's not about our feelings. And, you know, I was speaking not too long ago to um, some high-end yacht builders, and I asked a simple question to the, to the group, to the organization. I said, I want you to write down on a sheet of paper who your yachts are not a good fit for. The owner of the company literally couldn't answer the question. Now think about that for a second. He couldn't answer it because he was so, so skewed and biased that he literally just couldn't think of somebody that would not be a good fit for his product. Well, I'm that somebody because guess what? All I want to do is fish. I like to fish. I don't like to yacht. I like to fish. I love the water, but I am a straight-up hardcore fisherman. I fish 200 hours a year with my son. A yacht is not a good fit for me, and that's okay. Maybe one of these days it will. But if he just came out and said, you know what, our yachts are not for everybody, and here's an example of somebody you wouldn't be for. Let's say you enjoy cruising around on occasion, but your primary activity is fishing, and that's really why you're purchasing your next water vessel. Well, then if that's the case, our yachts are probably not the best fit for you. If he told me that, I would keep him in mind for later when I was in that market. You see, most companies don't communicate like that. That's where we need to get. Wow. You, um, you said something to me um, there, Marcus, in that statement. And it, I, let me make sure that I, I'm real clear. You believe that you should put pricing on your website? Of course you should. Yeah, you're, you're, you're literally a fool if you don't talk about cost and price on your website today. Now, people are listening to that, they're shaking their head and they're saying he's an idiot, he, he doesn't understand my business. Well, actually I do, and I understand a huge portion of businesses all over the world. I've done the studies on all this stuff. That's why I've, I've, I've written the book on how to talk about cost and price on your website, literally. I've had organizations like Microsoft hire me to teach their Microsoft partners and dealers how to talk about cost and price on their website. I'm not saying that you put a price list on your website, <clears throat> uh, although that's actually a pretty great thing. Um, but you have to talk about all the cost considerations and help them at least get a feel in the range. Otherwise, they're going to be more annoyed with you than anything. And there's a very good chance they won't call you. You might say, well, I haven't done it, Marcus, and I've been fine for years. Yeah, but the problem is, the companies like mine are now talking about it, which means that if you don't follow suit and the bar has been raised in terms of expectations, now they're definitely going to be annoyed by you. Would, would you? It was the last time somebody, somebody, um, you know, it used to be you could call a, a, an automotive dealer and say, do you have such and such used car in stock, let's say? And they'd say, yeah, we do. Come on in. We'll talk about it. Come on in the store. Work your deal. And you're like, no, just give me a price. No, no, no. Just come on in. I promise you, work your deal. If they don't give you the price on the phone, you're out. 
you're out. And what's the first question everybody gets asked in the first five minutes of a sales call anyway? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you to it, but just give me a feel. What are we looking at here? <laughs> we do this already. The problem is, every one of us has had to justify our prices before, right? But when do we typically justify our pricing? It's when they've asked us, why does it cost that much? And the sad reality is by that point, you've probably already lost a huge portion of the potential prospects that you would have had. Again, I, I could literally, we could spend an hour talking about cost and price. I'd suggest reading the entire chapter in the book on, on cost and price, but every person listening to this should openly discuss it, not be embarrassed about it, should lean into it and should be willing to say things, well, of course we're 10% higher. And here's the reason. So that the homeowner is saying to themselves, oh my goodness, based on all this, they should be 20% higher. This is a steal. There's no way I would go without those features. It'd be crazy not to. Would, would you, uh, just to take you a little bit deeper, would you agree that you're keeping people uh, on your site longer if, if you offer a, a page, which gives you better SEO? Oh, it's, it, but it goes way beyond SEO. I mean, SEO is, is just, it, SEO, like they ask you answer is the only long-term SEO strategy that has worked without a hitch for the last 15 years since Google started changing all their algorithms, right? Is the goal of Google is to answer, to give the most specific, relevant, best answer to the question possible. They don't even want to be short. They want meat and potatoes. That's what they do. And so that's our job. That's what they ask you answer is. Take every single question you've ever been asked by a prospect, address it on your website, individual pages, right? Individual pages, not, not uh, one big FAQ page. That's not the smart way to do it because you can't in a little FAQ talk about pricing effectively. Can't do that. And so you want them to stay on your site. Our average customer has viewed over 100 pages of our site before they buy most people don't believe that until they see it. Now the Riverpool site is, you know, over a thousand pages at this point. It's still growing every week. It's going to continue to grow because buyers want to know. They want to know. And the ones that don't buy, the ones that are just looking for cost, and, uh, the ones that are just price motivated, they research the least amount. So it's the ones that research the most are the most serious and they tend to be the easiest customers to work with. The um, I wanted to get into the Google algorithms a little bit because uh, I, I agree that the SEO is out the window and it's a tough thing to explain to clients. Uh, I believe Google cares about two things: giving you know actually offering up information, which is what Riverpool's site has done, and and Google's algorithms now like to see how long someone stays on a site. There's only two factors or the two most important factors is how fast does the site load on a on a, a 3G, 4G network and how long they stay on that site. Could Do you agree with that statement? Well, I mean, I think there's, I, th I think traditional SEO practices matter. They still matter. Not all the shortcuts people were taking in the past. But site speed is, is very, very relevant. How long they stay is extremely relevant. What's going to make them stay is you speaking them to a way, in a way that makes them say, holy cow, I can't believe they're, they're willing to talk about this. This is so great. I'm learning everything I ever learned about fools from them. This person's wonderful. They, it's like 
it's like they're reading my mind. It's like, it's like they know exactly all the fears, issues, worries, concerns that I have, and they're willing to talk about them. Oh my goodness, I can't wait to meet these guys, right? That's what we have to do. And um, so I think everybody should have a basic understanding of, of search because most of search is not hard to understand. Most of SEO is not hard to understand. There's like 10% that's technical and yeah, that's difficult. The other 90% is pretty basic stuff. Uh, for example, the title of the page should be the way that they would search it. <laughs> okay, so it's not, not hard. <clears throat> By the title of, you know, we wrote an article, how much does a fiberglass pool cost, right? It's like, that's the way people search it. Fiberglass pool cost or how much does a fiberglass pool cost? So we don't write stuff like five things about fiberglass pools you don't know. The reason for that, because nobody's ever, ever in the history of the internet said, what are things about fiberglass pools I don't know? That's not the way we search. We say, which is better, concrete or fiberglass pools? Are fiberglass pools um, low maintenance? Are fiberglass pools cheap? Do fiberglass pools pop out of the ground? Are fiberglass pools ugly? Yes, we've answered all those on our website, by the way, because those are real questions that people ask. And I have, as a business, I've got a choice. I can either let my competitors, the market, talk about it, and I can let my customers learn from my competitors, or I can control the conversation. I'm always going to choose to control the conversation. Doesn't mean my competitors won't try to control it as well, but daggone it, I'm going to inject myself in that conversation. I want to own it. I'm going to own, I want to own every conversation. Difference though is I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to be real about it to a fault. And that's what makes the homeowner say, my gracious, I love these guys. That's why for years I drove manufacturers crazy because I was willing to call a spade a spade. But I didn't care about the manufacturers because they weren't keeping my lights on. Who was keeping my lights on? The customer was. Absolutely incredible segment. Marcus, it has been an honor, an honor to, uh, to chat with you today. Can you uh, tell all our listeners um, exactly where they can find you and follow you and, and get some more of this information? Well, the place where I, where I do the most teaching, the most educating um, consistent is actually LinkedIn. Um, so um, if you're not on LinkedIn, I suggest that you follow me there. Um, it's a great platform, by the way, just in general, not necessarily for new business, but for really learning about business. And uh, so follow me on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me, you can email me directly, Marcus at MarcusSheridan.com, S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N. Make sure you read the book. It's on Audible. Um, get the newest version of it. I came out about six months ago. They ask you answer. Again, you can get on Amazon right now, Barnes and Noble. But, you know, if anybody has a question, email me directly. I'm happy to give you my thoughts. Watch what we're doing at River Pools. Um, you can get a sense always of how we're thinking by the content we're putting on the site. Fantastic. He is Marcus Sheridan. This is Ask the Masters. We are changing course for 2020. Um, this is some insight that I think will take your business to the next level. Marcus, we're out of here. Thanks so much, and we'll see you on the internet. My pleasure. Ask the Masters is dedicated to educating, mentoring, and designing a better workplace for the swimming pool industry and their families. Please take a moment to share like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.